You are listening to the Noisy Narratives podcast, a podcast produced by the Women of First Ministries at Frisco First Baptist Church in Frisco, Texas. Here at Noisy Narratives, we like to cut through the noise of our stories and get to the heart of what really matters. We hope you are blessed by what we share. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't it amazing? everyone. Welcome to Noisy Narratives. This is Debbie Vallejo, and I'm here along with Christy. Christy, we're Hello. changing the question up. How are you? Uh, you know what? We're changing it from how are you? <laughs> we're changing it to what is the Lord teaching you right now? Or what are you learning about the Lord in your life right now? This is a good question because I actually just talked to a friend about it the other day, not realizing that I was ready to say what the Lord was teaching me. But there are days or there's times or seasons where I'm like, I'm going to take a break or like, I need a day of rest or not a day. No one gets a full day, but like, you know what I mean? Like I just need to breathe. And so there was a day recently where I was like, oh, I'm just going to take a break. Like I'm just going to just rest. And the Lord was like, no, you're not, not ready for that yet. And I thought, that's so funny. We want to pick our day of rest. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, we're going to be like, okay, I'm going to put this on the calendar, or I'm going to take, I'm not going to check my phone or email for two hours or whatever it looks like. And the Lord's like, no, mm -mm, not today. But then like the next, so then I was like, well, fine, I guess today's not the day of rest because lots of stuff was going on. And then um, the next day I was like, well, maybe today. And I was like, yes. And for like three hours, my phone didn't ring. I didn't get any text messages. I didn't check email. And I was like, Note to self, Christy, you can't pick the time that you get to rest. So how did you respond when your day of rest didn't happen like you wanted your day of rest to happen? I was angry. I might have pouted a little bit. No, I did. At first, I was like, okay, I guess not today, Lord. Like, But that's when I had like the aha moment of like, oh, I don't get to pick that. I don't get to pick my But see, I like, I like how you're going, I had this not great human reaction, which is our human reaction. And then you were still like, but I'm going to let God teach me something anyway. Yes. Well, like, I've had I'm many learn. days of pouting and being selfish and self-centered yes haven't we all yes Yes. and so i think you get to point at certain seasons too you handle those things differently Mm -hmm. so i just have to be like okay but then that's when i really had that moment of like oh we act like we get to pick Mm -hmm. our day of rest Mm -hmm. or our moment or i'm going to take a break from parenting or life or kids and ultimately you you don't always get to pick those don't Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't we should be like when when lord Mm -hmm. when do you want me to rest because there might be something going on. He's like, no, I need, to, I need to use you right now. That's part of the joy of living with people is when you're willing to let God teach you throughout your life all the things you need to learn about being with people. Yeah. Caring for, loving. Yeah, community. Communi- exactly. Mm-hmm. Community, um, gospel-oriented way of engaging with people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, you know. Speaking of people. Speaking of people, who we got today? We have Sherry McKean here with us. And it's so Yay. fun to see her. I like to say her name, Sherry McKean. I know it does sound, it, it rolls <laughs> off the tongue ring. well, for sure. Mm-hmm. Sherry's got a super cool story. Um, I thought it was interesting. You're friends with Jerry Newman. Yes. And y'all come to Bible study on Wednesday mornings. Mm-hmm. You've got three people, three little people, but they're big people. Yes. Um, and three children. Three children. And you're married, and y'all have been coming to this church for how long? Since 1995. 1995. Okay. So, okay, about I have to say, I did not realize you ago. had been here that long. Yes. This is this oh. group and this, uh, yeah. this group of people, women and couples, that come to church, and they've been tried and true to the church, 
and then someone's like i did not know about them like yeah. somebody else made a comment like oh i didn't know there's so many amazing women because they because y'all just come and do your do your thing and your kids are raised and kind of out of the house and but you still are here and their community is am- amazing and y'all do life well together yeah we have a great group of friends yeah. when we came here it was in the i guess it's called the little big room now. Mm-hmm. it was in or, the big room in the big yes, room that was the worship bob warren was mayor yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he greeted us and so told cool. me that if i ever got a speeding ticket i just needed to come and see him oh old school for <laughs> that was so sweet old school for <laughs> Well, one thing that's great about Sherry is her story. And Sherry, um, was it 32 years at JCPenney's, right? Yes. Um, and so we had coffee. Well, Jerry Newman actually introduced us and was like, you need to know her. She has this really great company that she does, business, not company, but yeah. business, mm-hmm. where it's called Breadcrumbs, where she cooks food. But the story of how she got there, I find, is super interesting. So that's kind of what I want you to share with us. Kind of tell us your story and then how you got to breadcrumbs. Okay, well, the story starts, um, if we're talking about work-related with J.C. Penney, and that was in, gosh, I wanna, well, I can't remember what year now, but um, 30, 32 now years 33 ago. years ago, I went to work for J.C. Penney in the Cincinnati market as a um, trainee and then merchandise manager. So I worked in the stores for about six and a half years and always wanted to come to the corporate office to be a buyer. That was my goal. And eventually I got here and um, after six and a half years in the stores, then I came to the corporate office as an assistant buyer. And I had various roles, um, outerwear, men's shirts, twice I had men's shirts twice men's collections and um, I also had men's in the store so it was very familiar to me and I loved it I loved it that's all I ever wanted to do and of course the goal was to move up Mm -hmm. and be promoted to a buyer that was my original goal and at the time when we moved here uh, our daughter was in kindergarten and we had kind of thought she was going to be the only one. Um, we didn't. We tried, but didn't have any more children. And then, wouldn't you know, when I start my new job at the corporate office, um, we uh, got pregnant, had our second child, and then, fifteen months later, we had the third one. Wow! And so that was kind of hard to juggle a career. Mm-hmm and three children mm-hmm. um, but I was determined to do it and even when I got to the office once I found out we were having the third child I remember going to the VP and saying I want you to know that this that I will be back to work this is not an indication that um, my career you know is very important to me and I, I'll be back and I plan to continue to move up as you need me and so forth so all those years I mean I was really blessed you know shortly became a senior assistant buyer which is like the next step to becoming a buyer wait real fast when you told your VP that Mm -hmm. did you feel like was it a he or she it was a he do you feel like he believed you or is he like I'm gonna lose you to wanting to stay home I felt like he believed me but I felt like it needed to be said yes because um you know, typically back then, 
there was always the belief that a woman with more than one child was probably not going to come back to work. Mm-hmm. And I so felt like... So can I ask you, like, why, so why was it so important to you to be, at, to work? I think it was just a matter of, you know, I always strove to do the best, you know, like... When I was in high school, you know, I wanted straight A's. And if there was the possibility that there'd be a B, you know, I was mortified and would do extra credit and everything. I always wanted to do my best. Mm -hmm. And I wanted people to see that in me. Very driven. Yes. So Mm -hmm. that translated to the workplace, Mm -hmm. too. And um, so I'm not going to lie. It was hard raising um, three kids and trying to maintain a career at JCPenney. And, and, you know, in that environment, you're always taking on the extra projects, volunteering for things because you want to be recognized and you Mm -hmm. want, you know, that to be a good mark. So when the next promotion comes up, you know, they'll think of you, you know, that kind of stuff. And did you have, were you involved in seasonal work too? So certain seasons of the year, were they busier for you? Did you find yourself having to be having to do a lot of extra hours there were times and I always approached it like this Um, I was salaried and I had a job to do and I would put in the hours needed to do it there were times I'd be there on Saturdays and sometimes I'd drag the kids yeah one time I had them at the office I was working on a Saturday morning and I could hear them because nobody's there and they're like running around (laughs) and we had decorated had you know just like office stuff Mardi Gras and the next thing I know I'm sitting at my desk and here comes the two boys with feathers and you know beads (laughs) they had taken off of somebody's display and one of the things they I didn't have these when I left, little poster chairs and little seating areas throughout the building. So I would entertain them with, I said, now if you guys sit down and you put your hands down in the creases of the, the cushions, you'll find change <laughs> because you know it always fall on yeah. men's pockets yeah. especially and they wouldn't come back that was their entertainment you know when I was working and so they great. would do that but um, no and we would um, did you I, ever feel frazzled though? A lot of times yeah. I did. And honestly, I worked really hard. Yes. And I worked hard at the office and I worked hard at home. And I always still felt at the end of the day that I didn't do enough mm. and that I was a loser. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in the sense of I wanted to be a good mom. Yeah. And what's interesting about that is I talk to my mom all the time back then daily and that was not when we had cell phones it's when we had the portable phones at home and a landline and And i (laughs) I remember i mean like it was yesterday walking around the kitchen talking to my mom trying to do something complaining about the people at work complaining about my husband not helping Mm -hmm. complaining that i had three birthday parties this week that i needed to take the kids to and I love my mom, mm-hmm. and there was a point during that conversation that she said, Sherry, what is it that you want? And I'm going to get choked up, but mm-hmm. I remember stopping and going, I want to be a good mom. Mm-hmm. 
Mm, that's good. Yeah. And from that moment on, everything I did, it helped me prioritize better. And I even went back to the office at some point because there was, if I was going to be a buyer, it involved travel. And even as a senior assistant buyer, I did travel a little bit. Well, that was hard when you have three kids at home and trying to juggle all of that. And so I told them to take me off the list of being a buyer. I said, I, I'm content to do what I'm doing. I feel like I'm good at it. I don't want to travel. I don't want to be away from my kids. And here's a good example. One last trip that I took, it was on the corporate jet. It was to California. We were visiting stores. And my youngest son was playing football at Western Middle School. And I didn't make that game because I made a point of making every game. And I missed that one. And that was the one where he caught the football mm. and ran it all the way back for a touchdown. Mm. And I'll never see that. Mm -hmm. And so that was the reality to me, that that my most important thing was to be a good mom and to be supportive and to be there for them. So it kind of changed my thought process and the way I approached everything in life in general. And you know what? That never hurt me at all at JCPenney. So, you know, for other women, speak your mind. And sometimes it might not work in your favor, but a lot of times if it's the right thing to do, it will. It never, I mean, I, I still, I may not have been promoted to buyer, but I, I was promoted and moved and given more responsibility. And then eventually I would, uh, you know, after about 20 years, somebody said, how's it feel to be with pennies for 20 years? And I said, I can't do this another 20 years. What I was doing at the time, mm -hmm. I mean, it was, it was just a lot of responsibility, a lot of work. It wasn't fun anymore. Um, and so that's when I went into marketing, like a marketing position came open. I got a lot of support and interviewed. And the funny thing is the people I interviewed for that job were people that I had run across at different times in my career. No, that's cool. And luckily had left a good impression. And so I was hired for that job. And what was so funny about it is there's like, a lot of times there's no training. Never, I you, never got trained. It's like learn. in the fire. <laughs> Always. On the job. Yeah. Well, my okay. degree's in English. When I went to work for Pennies as a trainee and then my first merchandise manager job was as the jewelry manager. Okay. And the first customer that came to the counter needed me to change a battery in his watch, which I had, like, never done. Mm -hmm. But I was the jewelry manager. But um, so fast forward to that, I, you know, had an assignment, nobody training me. I'm working over the weekend at home at the dining room table. But all of a sudden, it all made perfect sense to me. I'm like, I know what to do, you know, and I'm doing it. And it's funny how the things we do in life get filed so far back in our minds. And I'm sitting there like, why does this, why is this so easy? Why do I understand it? And I'm like, hmm, well, maybe that's because I have a minor in marketing. Hmm. I had completely Forgot forgotten. That. 
you know, it always been, I have a degree in English. But you had filed the information back in your head somehow, and so it was easy to recall it, yeah. I guess, when you got the and job. And so I'm That's like, cool. well, no wonder I love this. Yeah. And so for yeah. like, it was like the next 13 or 14 years, I can't, well, until I left, mm-hmm. I was in marketing, and I loved it. Oh, loved every awesome. minute of it. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's neat that when you came to the realization um, that, hey, I want to be a good mom, the pressure I'm feeling the sadness, the, f- the feeling like I'm a loser is from that place of, I feel like I'm not being as good a mom as I can be or whatever, and I want to make sure I am. That didn't mean you had to turn everything else off mm-hmm. to do that. That didn't mean you had to quit everything. It didn't mean you had to, I mean, some women may come to that conclusion that they need to. So how did you, what kept you from going to that extreme? Like saying, instead, I want to balance my life. I don't want to just cut everything out. There's still, I think, a part for me here and working and doing all these things outside of the home. I can still be um, as involved in my kids' lives as I So how did you find that balance when you finally said, I can be content where I am? Like, how did you feel? When did the, I'm, I don't feel like a loser anymore. When did all that start happening? Well, I still sometimes went to bed even up until the last kid left for college. I mean, I still had those moments at the end of the day, like, could have done better you know I think that's okay. normal but, though I yeah, too, working yeah. or not working so maybe a loser is a little extreme but, it, but it's just like you get it everything you have yeah you go to loser yeah I would and on absolutely. a non-bed day you're like well I could have done better I mean well, I have those I do too all the time yeah I think what happened with me and I'm just going to tell you as moms we are like superheroes mm-hmm. we are and we love our kids more than anything but you still have to i just knew to be happy i still wanted my job i but wanted to be good at it i'm not the bread i did make more money than my husband yeah so it wasn't an option to quit though right i didn't feel like it was okay. at yeah. that I point because that i did i i made more money than him so if i wasn't working it would take a huge hit yeah. to our uh, family finances sure. but you just pull from within and it's praying every day but i would do things like i'd make sure these kids were at church on wednesday night and you guess what i was in the handbell choir and so i went to handbell practice and then i took them home got them ready for bed laid their clothes out for the next day checked their folders put them to bed no checking the folders and i hated the folders i hated the thursday folders oh my gosh but there were times oh Oh my gosh that's bringing back memories i haven't had to deal with folders in a long time (laughs) sorry about that one gentry checks her own folder now and now she even signs my name oh i don't care i hated the folders but i mean there were honestly times and this is before we had you know good internet and laptops at home i would drive back to the office after they had gone to bed at the plano campus yes yeah and i would go back to work if i because you couldn't have the computer at home to do anything Mm -hmm. there was dial up at some point but even then i was sitting there doing dial up when i did have that but it was just like you know like i said i did what i needed to do to get my job done and sometimes i work 40 hours a week sometimes i work 70 hours a week and if i went back to work on a wednesday night it was because i left in enough time to get my kids to where they needed to be on wednesday night Mm. but i knew i still had work to do 
So I headed back to the office to finish it so that I'd be ready for the next day. I do things like pick one of them up from the school nurse a lot. Mm. And it was right after lunch. And I would get his sleeping bag and a couple snacks. And I would come back to the office and I'd lay the sleeping bag under my desk. And put him there. Nobody would see him there, or just because it was well, like people knew he was there, but just out of sight. And if he was sick, then he could sleep. And so I did that, and I kind of got away with it for a while until he threw up one time, Mm. and then I'm like, "That's gross." (laughs) And nobody at the desk next to me. That at that point we were in pods. We didn't have our own cubicles anymore, and we were in pods. And I'm like, you know, if I were the person sitting next to me I would not be happy right now Mm -hmm. with a kid throwing up and so I never I quit doing that Um, plus when you do that it kind of opens the door for other people to do it and it gets out of hand well back then though it wasn't welcome it wasn't very welcoming to have your kids I feel like you can bring your kids now because they the culture has changed yeah which is good but I would you know I'd do things like that and um Sometimes I just, once they were old enough, I'd get up early and I might go work Saturday morning and then make sure I was home in time to take them to a birthday party or so it was all, whatever. So you'd have all your kids' stuff and then you were able, you kind of worked all your hours in a lot of ways around mm-hmm. that schedule. Mm-hmm. So finding a day of rest like that we had just talked about earlier, that must have been hard for you. It, it was. Yeah, like, did it was. you, I mean, that must have been almost impossible. Well, I don't know if I can say this now. I guess I can because I don't work for them anymore. Once in a while, I would call in sick. Yes. <laughs> and you probably kind of were at that point. You're probably and going, I'm feeling like I got the flu coming on because I'm totally worn day. out. <laughs> but I would go one step further. I would get up and get dressed and leave and act like I was going to work so that nobody at home oh, knew I was yes, in home. Of course, either. that makes total sense to me. You would find somewhere to go camp for the day. Yes. Oh, so my oh, husband my thought I was at work. My uh-huh. kids thought I was at work, and I wasn't. And you're like at the spa or something. Yes. Well, no, you can't do the spa. You can't go lay at the neighborhood swimming pool. You can't go get your hair done. So where, do you just because go if you come back at a park somewhere? Or when no. you come back, yeah, if you, you come back and you're your hair's different they're like <laughs> not that any thought of those you were sick yesterday husband, you know yeah um i think i would just wait sometimes, time out i love how you've even thought about that like you knew the things you couldn't go do yeah. because they would ask you the next day yeah. <laughs> so come back with a sunburned face and they're like i thought you were, were you at the pool yesterday <laughs> you're like i went to the dermatologist <laughs> oh my goodness but i would not you know that's i'd get some rest yeah. that way and after you know so many years i did have generous um vacation time um did you use your vacation time oh Yes, I never gave up a day. And my opinion was, I earned that, mm-hmm. and I'm taking it. And, you know, I always felt so bad for people at the end of the year that never, they'd be like, because we couldn't carry over our right. vacation time back then. Even now, you can only carry over a few days. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they have two different plans there now. One is where you earn your time off. Mm-hmm. In my case, I was grandfathered in, and I my time off started at the beginning of the year i Mm -hmm. had it it was i didn't have to earn it Mm -hmm. um 
but yeah, so we would take vacations, take days off, you know, things like that. Um, as the kids got older, my husband and I would travel a little bit. And so I felt like we balanced that pretty well. But it, mm-hmm. I call the early years when the kids were little, I call those the exhausting years. Yeah. Because you, you just work 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 like literally at the office and at home and with the kids I think for a couple years at the most I'd get like five hours of sleep because where's your time yeah it's at the end of the day or it's at the beginning of the day right when nobody else is awake so you just have to you know use that time use your time wisely yeah Yeah, so then COVID comes and you're still with J.C. Penney when mm-hmm. yes. in 2019, beginning of 2020, this is, and you're still with J.C. Penney at that point. Yes. And actually, my husband and I came back from Mexico because it was spring break. Oh, yeah. We came back from Mexico the day. It got shut down? It got shut down. You know, where the pictures of the airport, and I think Chuck mm. and Kim were yes. there. Yes, they came I saw back that same In the day. newscast, I saw the back of his head. <laughs> That's right. You know, like, we yeah. were there. We were coming back into the country yeah. that day. Because y'all just barely got in. Right? Yes. Yeah, because Chuck yes. and Kim, I remember they said they barely got in before and they closed everything down. Being, Chuck, Martin, our pastor uh-huh. of our church. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, we, the line was horrendous, and yeah. people said they're in line for three or four hours to try to get in. Well, we have what's called global entry, and that's where we've already been. Um, we have a pass. Checks like yeah. crazy. Yeah. And yeah. so my husband, I'm standing in line. He goes around the corner. He sees that the global entry part, there's nobody there. And he's like, let's go. And we got through like that. Oh, wow. That's nice. And yeah. got out of there. But yeah. that's when it all started. And so I go to work the next day. We're all in a meeting. They're kind of talking about what you know, what we're doing and what's kind of going on and you know, proms and homecomings getting canceled. And that's not only for the people that work there personally, but that's business too. And uh, so it was surely, it was like a day or two later that they basically said, you know, everybody's going to have to go home, grab your laptop, grab what you need. You know, and we all didn't know how long this was going to last. And I'd never like really worked from home before. So did that because you know you don't imagine you can because mm-hmm. of the things that you do and the people that you interact with and the meetings you go to and you know we didn't know about zoom mm-hmm. at the time and um i think there was a microsoft teams, teams. or something but none of us mm-hmm. knew how to use that you know it's um so you know for a week or two we that did was that the weirdest week though it like, was it was, was so weird. weird but i was kind of surprised i'm like gosh if i would have known we could do this yeah this is great right and so <laughs> so some people thought it was great for a little while are you yes. one of those that thought it was great for a long time or did you just think it was great well i didn't have the opportunity oh because okay. within two weeks it may not have even been that long you know i'm looking at the calendar there's a meeting notice for business update so we're on a call and listening and the director vp i don't know he's talking to all of us well we don't know it's a call so we don't know who all's on there and at the end of the conversation it's so everybody on this call um you will be furloughed wow and i think it was that 
it was just like that. Yeah, and then I'm like looking at the calendar afterwards, and then there's another business update after my meeting. So those were all the people that got to stay. So you could start like clicking everybody's calendar uh-huh. and figuring out who stayed and who didn't. Mm-hmm. And it was just hurtful, you know, because I was a, you know, I was a senior. That's a pretty horrible way to do that. Yeah. Like your I, boss didn't even call you and say, hey, I'm so sorry. No personal But he said discussion. he didn't know. Oh, so he didn't know He didn't either. know either. Oh. It wasn't. Um, so everybody was kind of blindsided. Yes. Except wow. for the person that said. Will yes. you define furlough too for the people that don't know what furlough is? So means? furlough is basically um, you're not working and you're not being paid. Like they continue to pay our insurance. So you're still employed. You're just not being used or paid. You're, they're at the hoping time. to bring you back at some yes. point when There's you're furloughed. There's the opportunity. To, it's you know temporary mm-hmm. usually is, but you have benefits which is nice yes. right? because you're still getting your health benefits yeah so and that's a concern you know at sure. my age Absolutely. because you know and, and that's another thing later but basically i had managed my own um, health insurance for 30 some years i'd never been on my husband's health insurance i had the kids on mine i knew what it was you know so mm-hmm. that that's like another thing but no and so I remember getting off that call and just devastated. It hurt my, I mean, it hurts your feelings yeah. too. You're like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. this person I can tell is still there and they let, they furloughed me, mm-hmm. you know? And now I had heard rumors about a voluntary early retirement that was going to be offered. This was before COVID and everything. And rumors are rumors. But sure enough, within like a week or two, then I got notification that I was eligible for what they call voluntary early retirement. Since I had sort of known about that um, before all this started, I remember, you know, I always said, well, if they offer it, I'm taking it. You know, I'm tired. This is, you know, the last five years weren't really great. And the environment in that office, uh, not real positive, not very respectful. Mm Um, so it's hard when you're working with people that aren't nice. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, d- it takes a toll. But anyways, I was like, I'm going to take it. And then I'm sitting at my desk one day and thinking, I'm not going to take it. You know, I've got to change. Like well, why would, why this would... is before it was offered to me. Okay. This is like when I still knew it was this coming. This is before you're home with COVID. Yes, with the and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't take that. I make a good salary. Mm-hmm. I have great vacation. I have great benefits. I, I, guess, I guess I'll put up with their other stuff in order to do this, you know. And so I was already and, – and when you pass something like that up, it's risky. Yeah. Because then you could – actually get fired and Mm -hmm. then you don't have anything so anyways when it was finally offered to me you know at that point I didn't really have a choice you know I was furloughed no guarantee of coming back so I was offered the early retirement and and I took it wait how long did you have to think about that I think I had a couple weeks to think about it and um you know that was a god thing Tell because us more about that. I may not have made that decision on my own. If so the COVID, God thing was you being furloughed for a bit, being at home. You feel like God's hand, and was then kind the of early retirement officially being offered. Because I had already been thinking I'm not going to take it before COVID. 
And then the way that all transpired, like the furlough, the not being paid, the not having benefits, you know, looking mm-hmm. at if I was fired and maybe stuff like God that. was just kind of softening your heart too to kind of that idea mm-hmm. of it was done in stages. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way from the time COVID furlough, early retirement, and just subsequent things from there, um, they were all gradual. And I see God's hand in that because if they had all been just abrupt, it would have been, you know, like how to what's going to happen tomorrow? What are we going to do? We were able to process yes. each one in a good, timely yes. manner, which allows your brain to function yes at a good state, not in shock. So, took it, felt good about it. Um, it was an adjustment, especially, you know, financially. Mm-hmm. Um, then I wasn't going to have insurance. Um, I still had, I think there was a little bit of grace period on there until my official retirement date. So I think that took me to June. And then at that point, I had to ask my husband to add me to his insurance. Um, and our youngest son's still at home. Uh, he's, I mean, he's, graduated from college but he's living at home and wasn't 26 yet so I'm like had at him mm-hmm. and uh, so we got that all you know got that all working and um, but again it was all you know we did some we made some personal decisions about uh, like refinanced our home finances kind of relook yeah. at things and make some better decisions and they were decisions that probably should have been made a long time ago but we didn't feel the need to do it tell the story of when you would go grocery shopping and now the macaroni and cheese and oh yeah this is such a great so i love to grocery shop number one and so (laughs) which i do not understand you people i will never understand that i love it i've never enjoyed grocery people would tell me oh i would go to the grocery store to take a break like my husband would watch the kids and i'm like I don't understand that. That is not a break to me even at all. Well, because we like to shop, but at least we're shopping for the purpose, so we're not just out spending money on things. That's we're actually true. getting things done. Mm-hmm. We're doing it I would ourselves. rather I would rather take my kids to the grocery store when they were little during the week with just me and the kids and having an outing than to do that by myself. Yeah, That's how much I hate too. grocery shopping. Yeah. <laughs> You wanted to annoy I mean, all the other people in the but, store with your children grocery shopping. But I have friends who do Instacart because they love grocery shopping. They just love oh, their yeah. stuff. You know what yes. I'm saying? Oh, There's something just intuitive about the process itself and yes. putting things in the cart. And oh, yeah. Is, so the is that you? Like just the their to-do list people? I think that's what maybe? it is. You're, I mean, we all have somewhat of a budget, some yeah. a little, yeah. you know, stricter than others. But it's but you like, just love the process. You know, like I can't go to JCPenney and just grab everything off sure. the rack I want yeah. and, and buy it. Yeah. But when I go to the grocery store, I almost can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, Especially go to Target, then you can throw in a yeah. coat, a jacket, yeah, the belts, it's, it's like a belt. It's cute. And yeah. Tiger ones are cute. It's a great <laughs> feeling. But yeah, I, you know, I hadn't like so really funny. looked at prices, and I know that sounds bad. But but you don't have time when you're. Let's be honest. Yeah, when you're when working you're busy like that and you're buying. Yeah, and, no, yeah. So I just started to be a little bit more aware of what I was paying for things, and I love Cracker Barrel macaroni and cheese. Oh, it is good. It's good. <laughs> and so I'd see it up on the shelf. I'd grab a couple boxes, dump them in my cart, and then once all this happened, I looked at the price. I'm like, Am I really paying four ninety nine a box? 
from yeah. crap or for, for cracker, cracker barrel, barrel macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Well, and then I learned after that that Walmart actually carries it their day in day out price is three ninety nine. Oh. So mm-hmm. I'm like, well, number one, I was buying it at the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, don't tell me you're one of the ones that shops at four different stores. Oh, I I go to at oh, least my four. <laughs> Maybe five grocery stores. My husband would love it if I would do that. And I was like, honey, you're lucky if I make it to one so you have food. Here's my route on Saturday mornings now. I go to Sam's. And then I come, once I get what I need there. You're going up like up Preston. So you start up there at Sam's up at Preston. uh, No. uh, On the other side. Coit. On the other side of 121. Yeah, 121. Oh, yeah, that Start at Sam's. Then I head up here, and then I go to all. I was gonna say, do you? Do no, Aldi? I go to Tom Thumb, Tom Thumb, and then I go to Aldi, and then I go to Kroger. Oh my gosh! And depending on That's whether cool. I have a free item at Market Street, I will make my way over to Market you have Street just described and buy my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> you have described that sounds like a nightmare of a day to me. That I is love so it. Funny. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Wait, That's real so fast. Great. Can we just have a quick oh, conversation yes. about Aldi? What do you like at Aldi? I struggle I like Aldi, but I struggle with it. Okay. Um, I'm giving some trade secrets away okay. at this nice. point. There's women listening right but, now that are just on pins okay. and needles. So, you have hot opinions on Aldi. Yeah. Well so what's the trade uh, not secret? everything. But like if anybody eats my banana pudding, the vanilla wafers oh. come from Aldi. They're not the, a Visco brand, The clearly. vanilla pudding comes from Aldi. The bananas come from Aldi. Interesting. Um, and the heavy whipping cream comes from Aldi. Um, so what's so the trade secrets with Aldi? That's, that I just told you how I make my banana pudding. Oh, so that's a trade secret. Oh, yeah. Like she uses uh, not the Nabisco, Nabisco like brand. No, like, yeah, I don't use the vanilla wafers. I use the vanilla wafers. Yeah. They have different brands oh. from other countries and different places. Mm-hmm. So the things that I buy at Aldi are um, crackers, cookies, produce, great. Their cheese selection is wonderful. I don't buy meat there. Um, I'll buy eggs and milk. My kids love their animal crackers. Well, yeah, and those are good, too. But they, um, oh, my chicken and beef broth I buy there. But what I read about Aldi is that they taste test all of their things. Like, it's blind taste test. So they might put Kraft macaroni and cheese and then their Aldi brand macaroni and cheese, and someone taste test it. If somebody picks Kraft over Aldi, they go back to the drawing board until somebody and they redo it and work on it until it's similar oh yeah Costco does the same thing yeah and actually that's true i don't eat that kind of macaroni but my son does and you can't tell a difference the aldi macaroni yeah it's like 33 cents a box wow so this is what i was wondering but aldi does own trader joe's yes Uh, no they did at one time do they still own it i love trader joe's Really? Love it. But see, that's my size. You'll drive cro- halfway across the earth to go to Trader Joe's and oh, No, only if I, I wish we had it now. But only if I'm in the area, I'll go. Oh, okay, I just okay. enjoy the store. I but wish here's there was my, one here. Because I love the small store. So I love Sprouts because it's a small little store. I love Trader Joe's because it's small. <laughs> it says yes. It does. They yes, do still own it. They still own it. Own it. Yeah. yeah, okay. I knew that there was a weird. And there are people, you're right, who shop at Aldi, love Aldi, 
Same thing with Trader Joe's. Same thing with Trader Joe's. They'll go all the way to Plano to get meatballs or something from Trader Joe's. Yes, from there. But I can't do all my shopping at Aldi. That's the thing. Everything's not there. Well, it sounds like you can't do all your shopping in any one store. No, everybody has something a little bit different. Well, I'm saying, for me, Sherry can. Yeah. Okay. I was like, well, I can't. Well, I can too. I'm saying it sounds like Ms. McKean cannot. She's the cook. Which brings us to why you know these things about grocery stores is now that you're at home. You're kind of going, what do I want to do with my life? Right. So there was a lot of that. There was a couple months of, oh, and I, I started substitute teaching once the schools opened up again. And I I loved that. I love substitute teaching. What but do you then, like about it? I love it, too. Actually. I love, I, I guess, Wait, what age helping did you do? middle school and high school. Yeah. And, I mean, there's some days that aren't great. Yeah. But I don't like middle school unless they're sixth grade. Oh yeah, and then, sixth grade is my favorite. Too. So it's mainly oh, high, sorry. mainly high school that I'll do, and I just like being able there and helping to, helping the teacher that's out, trying to execute what it is she needs. And in most cases, I like the kids. Um, sometimes there's some bad. Sometimes they're challenging. Yeah, sometimes Those it doesn't sweet work out are too well. Not so sweet every, every day. day. Sometimes. I so I did that day. almost every day last year, but wow. then summer hit. Yeah. And so you can't substitute teacher teach in the summer. And um, my husband also, he would have been out in the summer anyways because he was a high school counselor, but he also decided to retire. Mm. So come June 1st. That's a lot of alone time for a We're long at home. And actually that's working out pretty well. But, um, you know, you play around for a few days, you binge watch a few things. But of course, we did all that during COVID, so there's not a whole lot more to watch. And um, now you're like, we do need a purpose. So maybe. I was like laying in bed, <laughs> yeah. and you do, you're you're like, do I? I I mean, I did look for corporate jobs for about a year, yeah. and I never got one single interview. And I just felt, I mean, I wasn't devastated, but I was like wow and I didn't feel like I felt like it was God saying I don't want you to do that Mm. and so again it's a lot of praying it's but anyways June 1st I'm laying in bed I'm thinking about what are we gonna gonna do what am I gonna do with my life do I go back to school do I what do I do and I was like God what is it that I love to do and it just came to me. I'm like, I can spend all day long in grocery the kitchen. <laughs> well, not all day long grocery shopping. I can grocery see, see to be in the kitchen. It's a win-win. It is. So you can spend a lot of time yeah, grocery shopping. You cook food, and you can spend yeah, all day exactly, in the kitchen. Exactly. Well, match made in heaven. So I just am so content to cook. And um, I know a lot of people can't say that. And so it just kind of, I started formulating a plan in my head. And I know of some other women that do that. And I'm, you know, members of their groups on Facebook that, you know, offer meals and deliver them. And, you know, it's a Which little bit. a genius idea. It, it's a great idea. It and, is. you know, theirs are more like prepared food that you have to reheat. You know, it's it's ready okay. to put in the oven, but you cook it when you're ready to cook it. And I was thinking, but how many people would like a warm, ready-to-eat meal? And so that was my original approach to just offer that up. So, you know, I got a Facebook group together, you know, thought about how I was going to do it. I deliver – I have a different – 
uh, meal Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. People order what they want for those days. I deliver it. And uh, so you have it on Monday. You say, okay, I'm cooking this on Monday. If mm-hmm. you would like it, let me know. I'll cook this meal for you, and then I will take it to your house or yes. to your really as long as it's within frisco and if it's on the outskirts of frisco you know i'll just meet you somewhere a couple people come by the house and pick it up so you know that was working my first week it was so funny i got one order and it was week one though it was lasagna but who ordered it it was a friend of mine that um i actually hired to work for me at pennies through the years um she you know was promoted to different Jobs, And then she left the company and works for American Heart Association now. But we've always stayed friends. Funny thing is her husband is now partners with my son in his contracting business. But um, she immediately ordered. Hmm. But and your daughter ordered on there, too, because she felt bad, right? Yeah, because, well, you know, a day or two into it. Because I posted on Wednesday, cut off is Saturday. So at some point, Lauren, my daughter, said, how many orders did you get, Mom? And I'm like, well, right now only one. But I was really okay with that. I mean, I know it's not going to, like, happen right well, we away. We hope it happens, but we're you okay hope it when does, it doesn't. Yeah. And so next thing I know, there's an order from Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, didn't she, like, come over and you ended up feeding them at your house? And you're like, yes. you're not paying me for this. Because that's what I told her. I said, my kids are... This is a are, family meal. Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I said, I don't want you to pay me. She said, no, Mom, I really want to do this. So then it ended up, she said, well... Um, we're going to be out doing things. Can we just come by the house and eat it? And which was even more weird. So they came and we had a lasagna dinner. And I put her money back. I Venmoed it back to her because yeah. that I'm like that's kind of silly. But it was so sweet of her to try to support me. And uh, what is it called? Uh, oh, it's called breadcrumbs. Why is it called? That? And it's called breadcrumbs because um, I love the story of Jesus feeding the five thousand. And if you, um, oh my gosh, I'm going to screw up the verse now. Um, I'm not even going to try, but it basically says they picked up the crumbs, you know, yes. the leftovers, and the, the bread the and back. the fish that was mm-hmm. left over, they picked up the crumbs. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I came up with breadcrumbs. And I have that in my, um, if you go to my group, uh, it'll give you under announcements it tells you the story of where and i quote the verses in that section in the story um so now you're using your degree mm -hmm. well i am and what i um degree being english degree yes stories about your food and marketing and marketing yes so i'm able to utilize everything that i do and um and i have always wanted to sort of be a writer and um you know, maybe one day I will, but I do love to write stories. Really? Do you want to write on a blog? Do you want to write on a blog? we got this blog that we, we love people. We, we have guest writers. We come keep on trying to tell time. people. Come on, don't you want to write on a blog? We're going to start with you next week. We are. <laughs> Sherry McKean, ladies no. and gentlemen. <laughs> well, okay. no, we're, not, we're not kidding either. We're well, not kidding. Okay. We'll talk about that after. All right. Okay. Um, so I was, you We're know, I put, the, I, yeah, put you're the, right. I put the menu out there, but then sometimes a, a particular meal. I had something to say about it. And so that's why I said, you know, every week I'm going to tell a little story about something. And um, so that's kind of, so I've been able to not only cook, shop, 
groceries. Um, But I can tell some stories along the way, and some of them are sentimental. Some of them are just matter of fact, you know, some and facts I might give you. And stuff. Oh, my gosh. So where are you at now? Give it, as much as I hate numbers, I'm going to ask, what are your numbers? Well, typically in one week, I'll have anywhere from 13 to about 18 meals. It's a lot to cook for. Uh, last week, this week. And that's meals. So in other words, one meal could be for five people. Well, and I did change. Well, my meals, I put the serving size. Okay. So sometimes it could be serves two. Sometimes it could be serves three to four. Okay. You know, so when they make that decision to buy it, they'll see how many's on there. But what I also started doing, because when we go on vacation, I don't want to let anybody down. So what I'll do is I'll offer up those entrees. Um, before we go on vacation Mm. and those are usually good weeks a lot of people will order those you know like might be lasagna um hop and john's chicken pot pie that was a big fan in our house well i haven't offered that one as an entree no but then what happens when i order the ready to eat meals i've started offering an entree only Mm. option so some people order just the entree some people order uh, the full meal. Which meal is this? Like you put like a salad with it and a dessert? Yes. Or like an appetizer, right? I've only seen um, Usually, um, like for instance, the chicken pot pie meal this week, yes. which by the way, this week I had 31 orders. 31? I made 15 pot pies on Tuesday. My gra- oh so my we gosh. ordered these meals for my grandmother who just got out of surgery. Mm. And so her taste buds have been all messed up. So she mm. enjoys them. But my mom's husband was over there today and she he, he looks at my grandmother and goes, Mom, Mom, shaking this chicken pot pie. Like you, I'm taking it all home. He loved it. He was so excited about it. I am so excited, food. people it's that so love that. So that it. was a chicken pot pie, a side garden salad, and was that your um, sheet cake. That one was that your was sheet? that the chocolate sheet Maybe. or white white Texas okay, sheet I'm like cake? Salivating. So yeah, I usually <laughs> offer um, the entree, a side dish, bread if it's appropriate. Like I wouldn't have yeah. offered bread with chicken pot pie because no. you got the crust. Um, and a dessert. Yeah. And how do you decide what to put together for your meal for your menus? That's every day? the like, beauty you, of it too. You know, there's no rhyme to well, the grocery shopping. I tell people shopping? I'm only going to make you food that I would serve my family. Mm. I've made a couple exceptions, like banana pudding. I don't eat banana pudding. But it seemed appropriate the week I offered barbecue, so I oh, made yeah. barbecue. Sure. But you will not find mushrooms in anything I make. Okay. Like if I make beef stroganoff, there are no mushrooms in that. I don't put nuts in my desserts. Oh my gosh, my kids are um, so. So I kind of try to stay true to I'm only going to serve you what I would serve my family. So when I'm thinking about a menu, it is literally, um, sometimes I draw a blank, but a lot of times I'll be like, what am I hungry for next week? Yeah. Yeah. And as the more I do this, the more I know what people like. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll just add that back in. I try not to repeat too often, but I'll there's certain things like I'll make chicken pot pie again. That's obviously a winner, a winner, yeah. the chicken pot um, pie. lasagna, spaghetti and meatballs, mm-hmm. chicken spaghetti, uh, pot roast. These so I usually meals. rotate mm-hmm. those back in, try to maybe once a month. Greek salad, for some reason, everybody loves that. Mm-hmm. But then I quit making it once we got into like September. And then a lot of my friends said, no, you know, I said, that's a summer dish. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, no, 
We'll still eat. I would agree because now Texas in the winter. Exactly. Because now with like all these restaurants like Palio's, Zoe's and all these places that do those kind of Greeky salads all Mm -hmm. the time. I think people are just used to having that stuff year round. But I do like to try new things, too. So So. you order on. So if they want to find you and order something from breadcrumbs, you go to Facebook and type in just breadcrumbs Frisco or what do you breadcrumbs group and it should come up and um you can ask to join or if you already have a friend that's already on there they can invite you to join yeah so there's um it's like kind of i'm not real sure since i'm not on the other end of it i've had uh, jerry you know i had her pull it up one time i'm like what's this look like Mm -hmm. on your end yeah yeah so, yeah, mm-hmm. you can either either ask to join or have and a friend you, invite you. And you need to just watch the schedule. If you want it on a certain day, there's a certain day you have to order by because you have to do all your Yeah, all the, the cutoff and... is always Saturday at 9 a.m. Oh, okay. And she responds well to text because I even was like, oh, I, I couldn't even wrap my head around getting on Facebook, mm-hmm. but I had her phone number. So I was like, Sherry, is it too late to order? She said no by Saturday. I went, okay, good. I can get on and order. Yeah, so, thank so you it for works responding. out. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> and then I just today I did post, and um, I'm just not really sure how this is going to go. But it was like one of my future plans, anyways. It was for so for holiday I have like a little special order menu. Well, it's not really little. So it was like appetizers, finger foods, desserts, side dishes. So it's dinner almost rolls. if you were having a party at your house, you yeah. could grab some stuff yeah. too. Like and I'm kind of I'm a little stuff. nervous about it, but that was always my goal to begin with is to also try to do a special order business. But you know that's gonna you know I'll have to manage it. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like mm-hmm. um, you know we'd have to work out a mutual time and yeah. make sure it's you know doable but um so have you found that this has kind of filled your time enough with the purpose you were kind of looking for in some ways yes it has and it's just um it's just amazing because i thought about this all those years at pennies you know because i thought well you know i could because i can bake pies actually i don't have pies listed on my special order menu i just say those are special order only you know basically let me know and we'll talk about it because pies are um, they're a little more intricate to make. They right? are. I love mm-hmm. making them. But anyways, I thought about it all those years as a, not necessarily as a side hustle, but as something to just do that I love to do. But when you just start looking at the hours in the day and, you know, having another job and doing it, it just, what it, it was never feasible. And now, you know, I'm doing something that I love to do, oh, and it looks like a lot of people like it. So we have to wrap, we got to kind of wrap up. Did you have a question you want to ask, I wanted to, Well, to wrap up, actually, yeah. it's a great, how, what would you tell working moms, working women? I was about women? to ask the same yeah. exact question. Great minds. Yeah. Like, well, how would you encourage them mm-hmm. to kind Little of nuggets. get through that season? And like, you got through that season well. You got it through prayerfully. You were a good steward of your time and your energy. You can see God's favor in your life. How would you encourage those women in those situations that are like, this is really hard? Because it is hard, but how do you get through those hard times? Well, I think the first thing you need to do is pray about it. And I pray. I prayed all day long when I made those 15 pot pies <laughs> on Tuesday because I didn't think I could get it done. And I literally prayed. But when I were all my years at JCPenney, I was kind of out of on the outside it looked like i was confident i was good at what i i felt like i was good at what i did but inside 
I had a lot of anxiety. I was constantly worried about performing and, and doing a good job. Um, so I had to pray my way through it. I mean, I'd pray before I went in at the office. Sometimes I go to the bathroom and sit in a stall and pray. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I got through all of that. So I would to answer your question, number one, pray about it. Number two, prayerful, prayerfully determine what your priorities are. And that's un- so good. Until I said to my mother, yeah. I want to be a good mom. I didn't know what my priorities were. And then all of a sudden, it was very clear. Because before that, you're just feeling busy, like frazzled, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. everything's a priority. Yes. So I, I like that yes. too. You're saying, sit down, what are your priorities? Get that straight in your head. And then the contentment kind of comes after that. In the right, other because things, right? you know what you're working towards mm-hmm. then. That's good. But you asked somebody else too. Like you sought good, godly counsel. Yes. Whether it's a mom or a friend that someone was to just like ask I'm feeling you a this way, question. and they you just need some, yeah. We yeah. Need, I think we need that. A lot of us have lots of feelings, but then they just stays in our head, mm-hmm. and it kind of gets out and of control. And then you get miserable, you get yes. bitter, yes, um, and you get bitter towards a lot of things. You get bitter mm-hmm. towards your kids, you get mm-hmm. bitter towards your husband, mm-hmm. you get bitter towards your job. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to find a good place, and it's not always easy, but it's. Once, I mean, I didn't have to decide, is this a good decision or not? I'd have, I'd go back and I'd say, is this um, going to benefit me being a good mom? Mm. No. All right. Then I'm not going to do it. And I'm going to go a different direction. And that seemed to work out pretty well. And then um, you just have to talk to other people. You need to have mentors. You need to have people that you can... Um, depend on um, for advice that's good that's good that's really good well thank you so much for coming to share with us today we You're super welcome. appreciate it this has been wonderful i've loved hearing your story and thank you yeah so i mean this has just been great and i know a lot of a lot of people listening a lot of mamas listening are going to be um encouraged by what you're saying even working women so, that aren't yeah mom just in that season of like what am mm-hmm. i going to do when i get out of this mm-hmm. season and you're sitting at home staring at your husband and you've, you've finished youtube and netflix and everything else and you're like what's next lord mm-hmm. that's right yeah and there be, is a next don't be afraid to, to be try done. you're not done i mean like no. there's all there is a next there's always a next and you know what if the breadcrumbs didn't work out i would just there'd be a different next start over and try something else yeah that's good Luckily, it's working. (laughs) Well, and I know, I mean, they're friends of yours up here, but I know several people, the Wednesday night crew up here, you know, that Mm -hmm. (laughs) order your food and sit in. I'm telling you, it looks good. Every time I see them over there, it looks really yummy. So. That's awesome. They did. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate it. Um, I'll be calling you for grocery shopping. Um, you just know, go tips. to the meal. Just go directly <laughs> to the meal. That's what I should do. <laughs> Christy, you're exactly right. That is exactly what I should do. you like, look, Jamie, look what I did today. That's right. How yummy this looks. Um, oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. And everybody, um, that's it from us today for Noisy Narratives. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Watch what happens now.